Episode 122. Work your option B. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, elite educators! It's Gretchen of Always a Lesson. I'm an educator who realized that lessons are all around us if we take time to notice, and then when we do. We can perfect our craft, and this podcast is for elite educators. Those are educators who take the time to invest in themselves. Um, for example, like listening to podcasts just like this one, so that they can be the best for those that they serve. On the podcast, I share the lessons I learned, am learning, and will learn, so that you can apply the nuggets of knowledge without the baggage that comes with learning that same lesson yourself. My aim is to empower you every episode, so tune in to what's in store for you today. This podcast episode is especially for teachers in distress or transition, as we talk about maximizing the moments of your new normal. So let's reignite your passion and your potential. Are you ready? Here we go. In an upcoming episode, I interview my new edu buddy, Bill. And during our chat, we had so much goodness to share. I told him some of his one-liners gave me ideas for an entire show. So here's one of those shows. Well, Bill was talking about a book that helped him, and it's called Option B. It's written by Sheryl Sandberg, and you might have heard of this author. And if you haven't, go ahead and Google them. You'll want to know them and all their works. Well, anyway, Bill explains the premise of this book is to let go of A. And make the most of B. And I have to confess, I have not read the book, but、um, the way he was describing this message resonated with me so much. I had to jot it down and make sure I help think through this principle in your life. Well, if you're like me, I plan my life, or should I say, I attempt to plan my life. And as you can imagine, it's quite the waste of time because the curveballs that life hands me throw me completely off track, come out of the blue, and all the time and energy that I had spent planning one specific direction is no longer an option, and I'm forced to trek a new way. Well, let me tell you, my dad is not a planner, but he married my mom, who is, and together they are the perfect team. But by themselves, they're too far left and too far right to really make any progress. You see, my dad—he's a risk taker. He's impulsive, and he deals only with the facts. Where my mom is this safe decision maker. She weighs the pros and the cons, and sometimes she may not ever make the decision. Well, she plans everything to the detail and spends lots of time coming up with a variety of versions of her reality. And my dad tells her to deal with the facts, deal with what's in front of you, and you know, stop playing the shoulda, coulda, woulda game. And it reminds her that she's plotting these ideas that just may never happen. And I hate to admit this to you, but he's right. She gets totally bent out of shape if things don't, you know, go the way that she planned them in her mind, and because of that, she has a hard time embracing what's in front of her. Where my dad, bless his heart, doesn't plan a freaking thing, and therefore he can't get disappointed because he never had anything to live up to. <laughs> 
And as an aside, he's ridiculously successful in his business life, and my mom is the rock that holds it all together. So as much as I'm making fun of them or using them as this illustration, they are wonderful people who have learned to find strength in their significant other where they are weak. And I think that's pretty awesome. Now, with this whole example shared, I have to tell you that I am my mother through and through. I plan and plan and plan. It just makes me feel like I have control and control makes me calm and happy. So yes, I I plan like with paper and pencil (laughs) to create checklists and cross them off. I know it's ridiculous, but it makes me feel less anxious and then things happen and I get all frustrated and upset because it's not in my plan and I realize how much of my personal time I wasted plotting this future that isn't promised and certainly not promised to pan out the way I predict or that I want. And that's what I want you to know. You might have always dreamed or you know wanted to be a teacher and went to school to be a teacher and read everything you could to be the best teacher you could be. That was me too. But somewhere along the lines, you might have been thrown a curveball. You didn't see it coming. It wasn't part of your plan. And whether it's a personal or professional option B that's come before you, it's your reality now and you have got to deal with it. Stop being frustrated and crying over the facts because it's your reality. And we, the quicker we deal with it, the quicker we can move on to a healthier space. I'm sounding like my father now, aren't I? Well, here's the thing about option B. If you make them your option A, as Bill was saying, it might be the best thing you ever did for yourself. And when I look back at all the twists and turns in my career, I realize that it all added up to something great that was meant for me. You know, all the other paths I had wanted at the time, they weren't going to benefit me. They weren't part of the overall picture. They would have put me down the wrong road using my gift in the wrong ways or yet not being able to even use my gift at all. For example, I could not get a job out of college. The elementary schools in New York wanted teachers with a master's degree. Well, just graduating from undergrad, I didn't have that. I certainly didn't want to go back to school either. I was just dying to finally be in the classroom. Well, as all the doors were shutting, I reluctantly applied to Fordham University in hopes of, you know, just getting this graduate degree and then I could go back to applying for teacher positions after And around that time, my cousin, who's a fellow teacher, invited me down to the Carolinas, and she's like, yeah, they're hiring. So I went to visit her and fell in love with the place and the people and just never turned back. I met my future husband, I got an apartment, and a job all in one day. (laughs) I'd say that that twist was worth it. What's funny, though, is my acceptance letter to Fordham came the day after I accepted my first teaching position in Charlotte. And had I not followed this twist, I would have stayed home. I would have gone to graduate school and never met my husband or impact the kids that I was meant to impact right here in Charlotte. And so it did work out, though, because my school district paid for my master's degree as long as I taught with them for a few years, which, of course, I was going to do anyway. And it all worked out for the best. I got to teach right away. I got to further myself in my career. And my personal life got a little enhancement, too. So how about that? Okay, so you might be saying, well, that's really pie in the sky, you know, lifetime-esque, but what about the twists and the turns where plan B stinks and plan A is where all your eggs had laid? Well, that happened to me too. I believe I've shared this story before, but for new listeners, here goes my example. 
Well, you know, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I knew it since I was young. And as I got closer to becoming a teacher, this new dream was born inside of me to be a leader in a school, like a principal. Well, the degree my school district paid for was called curriculum and instruction. It was the closest degree I could get to a principal degree that uh, they were willing to pay for because it still kept me in the classroom. They didn't want to pay and then off I would go. So if I wanted to continue on to be principal, all I had to do was pay for my internship. Um, And again, that was out of my own pocket. So to me, that was a steal of a deal, getting all the coursework for free and worth getting. Well, during this time, my principal was super supportive of my dreams, and she provided lots of opportunities of leadership practice, like providing PD to staff, mentoring new team members, hosting student teachers, um, allowing me to shadow her for a day. Let me tell you, that day was the day it all changed. For the longest time my life was planned out, I knew I'd become a teacher and I was going to become a principal. And then suddenly I realized that wasn't for me. It wasn't leading teachers in the way that my heart was yearning for. It was a lot of supervisory tasks and tons of politics. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be glamorous, but I was expecting more curriculum instruction. And although every day is very different, I realized, you know, what I loved about leadership was not what this particular position was all about. So I was grateful for that experience so that I could kind of correct my course, but I also felt a huge loss inside. You know, what was I supposed to do now? And as I started to feel more confused than ever and very stuck, I felt like there was no next step for me now. I received an email from the new teacher project, TNTP. They were looking for teacher mentors that they could train, and in turn, these teachers would help career-changing adults enter the neediest schools in our own district as teachers. And it sounded really interesting, and at this point, it became a huge distraction from the woe is me and plan A just got shot down and plummeting to the ground. (laughs) Well, fast forward two years after that point, I left my teaching job to do that full-time, And the contract for coaching teachers ended a year after that, but I stayed on the team to help with hiring and teacher placements, and I really loved the work I was doing. And it's funny because suddenly this random email, my plan B, became my plan A, and I got to lead teachers in the way that my heart was yearning for before. You know, the sad part about the story is, though, plan B doesn't mean forever, even when it becomes your plan A, and sometimes it's your plan A for a season or a moment, and then you grow up or you change directions yourself, and that happened to me. I had the tools I needed from that phase and was ready to do it on my own. I wanted to call my own shots, and I wanted to work more personally with people. I love the work I'm doing now as you know, teachers are emailing me and Skyping me for lesson plan help or instructional technique practice, and I'm immensely fulfilled in going to districts and providing PD and meeting lots of teachers. I love seeing people who love to teach, who have the talent, but it was just never cultivated in them the way it was meant to, and I love being able to help them bring it out and impact students and staff and the community. It's so rewarding. The downside to this is I'm a mom, and that shouldn't be a downside, but it's it's a personal conflict professionally, if you understand what I'm saying. I want to be the best mom I can be, and that means saying no to professional opportunities that come, and it's really challenging for me. 
my dream is to go, you know, full throttle, but the circumstances right now don't allow me to do that. And I know my child is only young once. And as she gets older, I'll have more and more time to myself and go and impact teachers. But I have to respect that my plan B, that became my plan A, also as a time and a place. And I need to allow the plan to work itself. I'm gaining skills that are going to help me in my next step, but it's not time for my next step. This is my mommy phase right now. I, it's sprinkled with some professional experience, not the other way around. And I have to remind myself daily when I get frustrated and all I want to do is take over the world that it's not my time. And so you might be feeling like you're trying to make something happen and it's just not happening at the pace you want it to. And that's when you know dominoes have to fall in a particular order and more importantly, a specific time frame. And when you've done all you can do, you know other things in the plan have to go to work before it's your turn again. And patience is very hard. I will forever be learning that lesson. But I now have more perspective that, hey, plan B isn't so bad. And most often my plan B becomes my best plan A scenario. And so I'm okay with the space that I'm in now, even though I want to put on the gas and do everything I'm doing at a faster clip, it's not time because my number one priority is raising my daughter and the way that I know is best. And it's a privilege to be able to do so. And I need to keep that in the forefront of my mind. And so sure, the moment you feel life is turned upside down and you're dealt cards you don't want, just remember, it might not look like what you want, but it might be the best thing for you. It might not be what you want right now, but it might be the cut-through road to where you cannot wait to be. Your plan B could be in disguise. You might really, really want it when you realize what it's worth and what it can do. It's like a secret superpower that once it's unleashed will empower you to do and be everything you want and more. And the best thing you can do is make your plan B your plan A, and that's it. So it's not what you plan to do today or for the next year, but it is what it is. You can't change the facts, and it's the cards you were dealt. So make lemons into lemonade and turn that plan B into plan A, and then enjoy the ride. John Lennon has a famous quote, Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. And this is me every day. I create an elaborate plan, and Life's busy rolling up that plan and spitting it back out. <laughs> so plan within reason, but don't put blinders on to what's happening around you. Life is unexpected, and because of that, it's also very rewarding. So work your options until it works for you, and don't get stuck thinking from just one frame of mind, because the likelihood that it's going to pan out just like that is slim to none. All right, Elite Educators, that's a wrap for this week's podcast on turning your plan B into your best plan A and working it until it works for you. Go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.